Right team, so Monday Open Office 10th of October 2022. That is again bonkers to say 10th of the 10th 2022. We're already like approaching halfway through October, which is a little bit nuts really. Can't believe how quickly it's flown. But tonight we're going to be talking through a few key things. The first one being, again, we're going to recap what's coming up in October. We've had to cancel and postpone a few things until after the rewriting wellbeing event. So I'll explain that. I'm going to talk you through what the referral scheme is and how that works, because I mentioned it before. Some of you weren't aware of it, so obviously I don't mention it enough. Uh, then we're going to talk through your self-care menu, your capacity cup, balancing things for you, how we can make that balance a little bit easier. Um, and then we're going to talk through how to balance the tricky weeks as well. So pretty much today is going to be about mindset and balancing yourself and trying to get it all done trying to fit it all in and why you don't need to get it all in every single week okay that's going to be the the good news so referral scheme before i forget if you're listening back onto the podcast or if you're watching back in the client hub the referral the team referral scheme is all about us helping to grow the team through bringing people who are just like you into the team you wouldn't be part of our community, you wouldn't be part of your team unless you are awesome, unless you are the right kind of person, unless we get on really, really well and you are prepared to put yourself first. And this is an investment, this is a, a journey that means a lot to you and it's really, really important. You wouldn't be here otherwise, right? So we know that in the team, we have got the right people. This is, this is why I talk to you so much before even offering you a place in the team. This is why it's so important we have those conversations because you are the right people, okay? That's not to say anyone is lesser than you or anything like that, but sometimes we just need to make sure that the coach and the client are the right fit and the community and the client are the right fit. And that's why you're here, right? So what I would love to do is have more people in the team who are just like you because you are the ideal members of the team, right? That's why you're here, right? So in an ideal world, I'd be able to fill the team with people who are just like you. So what I'm asking is if you do have any friends or family or colleagues who are teachers who you feel would fit in the team, you know, the team would fit them like a glove. They would slip right in. They would thrive in the team. It's the right thing for them. You feel that this is a place in the community where they would do really, really well. And you feel that I would be the right coach for them. Then if you do have someone like that, you can refer them to me. You can either send me their number if they've agreed, obviously. Don't just send me random people's numbers. You can send them my number or just give them my contact details or any of my social media accounts or anything like that. And you can just let me know that you've referred them. If they join the team, I will give you £100 cash back. That's simple. So that's the referral scheme. Refer a friend, get £100 cash back. So when they sign up, obviously. So if you do have anyone in mind, please let them know that we are open to a few new clients at the moment and we've got a few spaces in the team. OK, so that's the referral, the referral scheme. Right. Let's get into it then. Let's talk about the momentum multiplier. So I want just for you for, for, to start with, give me one success that's been happening with you personally. Give me one thing that you're proud of with you personally and one thing that you're grateful for. So a success, something you're proud of and something you're grateful for. Momentum multiplier. Let's kick off today. Let's get some energy going. What successes have you seen recently? What are you proud of recently in your with you, your personal life, the program, your health and well-being? What are you proud of and what are you grateful for? Get them in the chat, guys. Get them in the chat. I'm going to share some today because I never share my own personal ones and I feel like I need a bit of a momentum multiplier. So a success. Um, oh, this is quite hard. Hmm. So success with me personally. 
Um, I will say that I have got in a few more cycles and a few more runs already in October um, than I did in September as a success. What am I proud of? Um, I signed up for therapy a few months ago, so or a few weeks ago. So I'm proud of that because that was quite a tricky thing to do, to be honest. So proud of putting myself out there with therapy to work on a few bits of bobs, always recommended. Uh, things that I'm grateful for. Uh, probably my home and sort of being able to wake up in a nice warm bed when it's really cold and wet and drizzly outside that was very very nice today to be able to come home after my walk was quite a, like a not not gonna say a warm house but a nice dry house so those are my three uh, successes uh, things I'm proud of and gratitudes what have we got in the chat then guys what are you saying success putting my oh left me on a cliffhanger there I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that it's putting myself first. That's what I'm gonna guess. I might be right. I might be wrong. We will see. Come on, guys, get them in the chat. We've got a few people watching live. Got a few people on Facebook. Give me one thing, one success from last week, from today, from the weekend. Give me a success, please. Something you're proud of. We are not moving on until we get some in the chat. Let's get them in. No, don't make it boring for people listening to on, on the podcast. They'll just be sitting in their cars in traffic or cooking the dinner, just waiting, waiting for us to move on. <laughs> Success. I've got two minutes off my walking time around my usual route. Awesome. Fantastic. Good one. Love that. Shows fitness is going up. Shows endurance is probably going up as well. Excellent. Fantastic. Success. Have my in-laws say my neck looks less chubby. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I like the emojis after that one. Yeah. Okay. Proud of doing a hundred skips a day every day in October. That's amazing. Hundred. That's a, that's a thousand skips, right? A thousand skips you've done so far in October. That's incredible. Awesome. Uh, grateful for my friend Alex at work. She's been super supportive of my hundred skips a day. Oh, that's fantastic. Excellent. Brilliant, guys. Right. Moving on then. So this is something you can do after the session in your own time if you wanted to. You can write down your successes, things you're proud of and gratitudes for you in your personal life, for home life and for work as well. So slightly different, slight difference. You is about you, 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 just you. Probably about the program, your health and well-being. Home is about the wider sort of context. And grateful for my friends and family. Success managing to put my family first. Proud of getting out at 6 a.m. every morning. Yeah, that is a big one. Awesome. Grateful for sunny autumn walks. Absolutely. It's beautiful. It really takes the sting out of autumn, doesn't it? When it's nice and sunny and it's crisp and it's dry. Yeah, that, that, that's the good side of autumn. Fantastic, guys. So coming up in October then, obviously Sunday's check-ins, Monday's feedback, of course. Um, on Mondays, we'll have open offices as well. Now, the topic trainings for this month, we are going to postpone until after the rewriting wellbeing. So there'll be nothing on the Thursday for the rest of the month. Reason being is this, this, this event is, is quite a big event. If you're coming, you'll see what I mean when you get there. Unbelievable uh, amount of logistics involved and an unbelievable amount of work still to do for the event, even though it's just 12 days away. We've still got people 
asking for stalls we've got people buying last minute tickets we've got people just sort of you know um we've got people that we messaged three months ago who have now seen the event who are now asking to be speakers unfortunately they can't be now so you know it's all sorts of different things going on it is all go 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 with the event so Chantel and I are working really really hard on that we've got some awesome workshops though for the breaks and things as well if you haven't bought a ticket for the rewriting well-being event on the 22nd of October please 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 do buy a ticket yep I know Sophie yep train strikes and works absolute nightmare absolute nightmare i'm actually going to drive there's parking just behind the venue uh i'm staying the friday and the saturday night because me and poor sleep don't do don't get on very well so <laughs> i'm going to be staying up in london both nights now but i'm going to be driving and parking just behind the venue in that car park um which is probably going to cost me an arm and a leg considering it's overnight but we'll see how much it costs um but yeah i know what you mean train strikes and, and travel is an absolute nightmare Mm, driving driving is not a bad shout you know particularly if you're just there for the day you know if you're staying up there you know maybe maybe not because just because of overnight but if you are coming for the day figure out timings and stuff 2.5 hours away it's not ideal but if it's you know if it's difference between coming and not coming it might be worth it like i say the car park is literally just behind it um I know loads of people who are watching live uh, and on Facebook as well. Loads of you guys are coming. So it'll be awesome to see you there on the day. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be a really, really good day. It really is. I'm excited. Um, can you drive to, yeah, that's a great shout. Drive to a tube station, end of a line sort of thing. Get a tube in. Yeah, fantastic. They, they go out quite far, don't they? Through out to Greater London. That's a good idea. Drive to, or, or yeah, drive to tube station on the outer, in outer London or drive, you could drive to a train station as well if there's sort of another one yes yeah, Stratford's good yeah awesome there'll be something but we'll figure it out Sophie don't worry we'll figure it out there'll, there'll definitely be a way but that's a great idea Alice yeah good shout um, and then after the event I'm probably going to be absolutely shattered so I'm taking um 24th 27th and 28th or as my little half term break so kind of around the weekends um so that week I'll just be around in the middle of the week okay so that is kind of the rest of October. I can't believe we're already 10 days in there. That's absolutely nuts. So, do, do, do. right, okay. Let's get into it then. So we're gonna kick off by looking at your capacity cup and just explaining about what this is and how this works pretty much. So when it comes to capacity cup, I want you to imagine that you've got a bucket, a cup, whatever you wanna call it, and everything is going into that one cup. So the fact that you are, if you're on a weight loss journey, you will be in a calorie deficit. That is a type of stress on the body that's going to go in the cup. If you are running a lot, that's going to be a type of uh, stress on the body that's going to go into your cup. Work pressure, family pressure, um, just thinking about your habits. You might have something going on at home. You might have, um, you know, something going on at work. You might, this, this program, everything in your life is going to be going into that capacity cup. Now, you've only got a certain amount of capacity to give, right? You're like a laptop or a hard drive is the example I've used with some of you today. What would we do if your laptop came up with a message or your phone came up with a message and said, run out of storage space, upgrade, blah, blah, blah. You would upload some of it to the cloud which could be the equivalent of you talking to someone, or you could download some to, to a hard drive, upload, download, I don't really know, um, download some to a hard drive, that could be you writing it down, that could be you journaling, that could be therapy, that could be you know anything, just you sort of getting it out somehow, right? So if this was our phone or our laptop, that's kind of what we do. We'd get some of the data, some of the files, we'd get them 
off of that device, wouldn't we? We'd get, we wouldn't, we'd either get rid of them, we could delete some of them, or we could just off, offload them into other places. But we very rarely take that same sort of mentality when it comes to ourselves, which is very, very interesting. We feel like the cup should be never ending, right? Can you imagine having a cup with a pint of, of water that, that just never ended, a never ending pint of water, or a bucket that was like infinite? In, infinitely infinitely deep okay it, it would be ridiculous wouldn't it your mind is not like an infinite bucket or an infinite cup you have a finite amount of storage space basically now when all this stuff goes into one cup if we get too much of course it's going to spill over as you can see with this person here right they've got this dripping into their bucket and it's going to spill over the funny thing is is that it's not the you know pretty much the four litre or whatever it is. It's not all, all the stuff that holds the space in your cup that causes it to spill over. It's that one final, final, final drop, isn't it? It's usually the tiniest thing that makes you spill over. For, you know, another way to look at it, if I was walking around, you know, balancing plates, it's not all of the plates stacked up underneath. It's that one little egg cup that you put on top. That it's just that fight. It's the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? It's that final little thing that just then you know, causes you to come crashing down. And then we beat ourselves up over the fact that we, we, we spilled over, we felt overwhelmed by the littlest thing. You didn't feel overwhelmed by the littlest thing. You felt overwhelmed by everything else, but we just don't think about it that way. Again, if this builds up, this can cause overwhelm. It can cause anxiety, which is something that I'm kind of working through at the moment. It can cause chronic stress, lots and lots of different things, right? Loads of different things that, that this can lead to. And it's this feeling of being overwhelmed and having too much in our cup. Now, usually when we talk about this kind of stuff, we'll say, well, OK, what am I going to do to empty it? What am I going to do to manage to get rid of the stuff from my cup? And we'll talk about that with the self-care menu in a second. But I want to propose a couple of different things that you can do. We can think about emptying some of the stuff out of the cup. We can think about what is actually going into the cup and whether we can stop some of it going in. And we can think about how we see the cup. So three different ways that we can help that. Now, when I say managing what's going into the cup, this is setting your boundaries, right? This is having really strict boundaries with everyone in your life and with yourself about what you do and you don't allow to enter your cup. It's the same kind of thing about the heavy rock, right? If you walk past a rock and you pick it up and you strain your back, you'll be really frustrated. You'll kick the rock and be like, oh, that rock is so heavy. You know, I'm trying to pull this rock around. It's too heavy. I can't do it. You get stressed, you get annoyed, right? Sometimes people will come and give you a rock to hold. If you never pick the rock up, it doesn't really matter how heavy the rock is. You're never going to strain your back. So it's the same kind of thing, right? You don't need to let stuff enter your capacity cut. You're the gatekeeper. You can say what comes in and what doesn't come in, right? So managing what is going into that capacity cut. The second one is kind of what we do with what is already in there, which we're going to talk about in a second. A little bit like screwing a tap onto the bottom and letting some of that water run out. And the third one then is be how we see that. Now, I'm not talking about looking at everything through rose tinted glasses and pretending it's always going to be OK and it's lovely and it's fine because life, let's be honest, excuse my French, life's a bit crap sometimes. OK, that's that's just life. Life is tough. Right. It, it, it tends to kick you when you're down even more. Right. Life is hard. But what we can do is we can try to look for the lessons. Like I said last week, we can try to look for the lessons that we can learn from it. We can try to then let go of it. 
so we can look for it we can look for the positive look for the thing that we can take from it now you're going to go through some really blooming horrible situations in in life as we all do and i know people in the group you know i've chatted to a few of you recently um this week last week today who are going through some really tough times there's no other word for it without swearing <laughs> really really challenging times at the moment now it will sometimes feel sort of wrong to say what's the lesson in some of the, in some of the contexts to say well what can i be grateful for is is inappropriate there'll be times where there's nothing you know at the time it will feel like there's nothing to be grateful for there's nothing you know there's no lesson to be learned it's just a horrible horrible situation but when we get to a certain stage with whatever that situation is when we, when we get to a certain stage we will be able to look back and think actually i'm really grateful for blah 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 right and actually from that situation i actually i did learn xyz at some point further down the line right now when we're in the midst of it probably not but in the future you're likely to be able to turn around and say that was probably one of the hardest things i've ever had to deal with but now i've kind of processed that and i have moved through it not past it but through it actually i can see that i am actually really grateful for having that person in my life who, who's no longer with us or for having that really difficult thing happen to me and learning that lesson that was really really tough to learn and i couldn't see the lesson you know i couldn't see the lesson for love nor money at the time but now i'm a few months past it actually i can notice that i have learned something from this it might even just be that it proves to you how strong you are it might just be that it proves to you how capable you are mentally physically whatever it is I'm not saying that we look at the situation right now and say, yep, okay, what's the, what's, what's the, what are you grateful for? What lesson are you learning? Because that's not, sometimes that's not right to do, but at some point you might be able to look back and see that. Okay. So sometimes we can, you know, when thinking about, you know, a, just a day-to-day -day example, like something at school, if you come home after a really challenging day, let's say a child presents with very challenging behavior at school, you can actually turn around and say, well, actually I, I learned quite a lot about myself as a teacher. I learned that I need to regulate myself before I manage that child, or I learned that this adult is better at this thing and that we've got strengths that we can play to in our team, blah, blah, blah. We know we, at the end of every day, we can learn a lesson. And something I'd like you to think about is just bookending your day with things that you're grateful for and things that have positive things that have happened during your day. So when you wake up in the morning, I want you to think about three things that you're grateful for, and when you go to bed at night, I want you to think about three positives from your day. If you're someone who is struggling at the moment, no matter what it is, and obviously it's World Mental Health Day today, so this is very topical for us to be talking about. But if you are someone who is struggling with whatever, if you can look to practice gratitude and to see, again, I don't want to say silver linings because that's not appropriate for some situations, but let's say something at school, right? Again, that example of that child, if you can still see the silver lining of that situation with that child it is going to help you realize that, that it's not all bad and that there is things to be grateful for and there are positives happening and it's just about almost forging our own positivity bias we know we've got that negativity bias that is really 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 tough but it's about sometimes just forging our own positivity bias instead and helping to really fuel that okay one final thing I'll say about the capacity cup, we can think about it as pebbles, gravel, sand and water. So the pebbles are the big things in life, like the big rocks that you need to take care of first. Those big round flat pebbles, I've got some somewhere, um, they take up a lot of space in your capacity cup. Those are things like 
your health well hopefully there will be things like your health right if you've been doing this a while it will be things like family it might be work they might be your three big pebbles then you'll get some gravel which is the day-to-day -day but quite difficult stuff that you need to manage right workload um you know um thing might be things like your nutrition they're not quite pebbles yet but they're gravel you know they're pretty pretty um well in there sort of thing right the gravel goes in you feel like you've got no space then life comes along and pours some sand in now this is the tiny tiny stuff you know rather than running out of petrol um it will be the fact that someone forgot the register or just day-to-day -day things that happen right that aren't really that bad but they they fill up all the cracks they take out that tiny little bit of capacity you didn't have then sometimes we get someone come along and, and our jar is absolutely chock-a-block it's full we can't get any more in we've got pebbles we've got gravel then we've got sand in the tiny cracks someone comes along and just pours a pint of water on top of all of that and then what's the first thing to come out all of the sand comes out and that water then comes pouring out and, and makes a mess, right? That water going in is something like a, a dysregulated child really sort of, you know, kicking off, so to speak. It could be getting a flat tire. It could be something happening at home. That's kind of the water that gets poured in that just brings everything else flooding over. Just another way to kind of think about the capacity cup. So when you are really, really struggling, what we can practice, like I said, we can either practice three gratitudes in the morning, wake up, what you're grateful for, or we can practice three positives at night but what we want to do is we want to find a way to bring you back down to equilibrium so we want to get you calm we want to make sure that when you are feeling very heightened that we bring you back down we can do breathing mindfulness you can have distraction grounding techniques like the five four three two one five things you can see really think about the detail and the specific detail on it not just i can see a chair like what color is the chair is there a stain on it you know what material is it like really sort of you can say those things out loud five things you can see four things you can touch how do they feel think about textures feelings um three things you can hear two things that you can smell one thing you can taste and if you can't taste anything go for one deep breath instead that's just a uh, one of many many grounding techniques in terms of breathing you can do box breathing you know three seconds in hold three seconds three seconds out hold three seconds meditation mindfulness lots and lots of other things that we're not going into today but once you've kind of brought yourself back down to that equilibrium this journal prompt sheet on the right let me know if you want a copy of it is really really useful to help you to reframe how you're feeling about the day so if you are having a bit of a crappy day this can be really really useful because it just talks you through some of the positives some of the challenges the progress looking forward to the future and some of your gratitudes as well okay if that's not something you fancy, another option for you is that three by three, which is what I've talked about before. Thinking at the end of the day, what's gone well? What am I proud of from today? What am I looking forward to tomorrow? OK, and you could do that in the morning, lunchtime or in the evening if you wanted to. So really, really simple. Make sure you're jotting these things down, guys, if these are useful to you. Now, in terms of managing your yourself and, and, and your stress levels, we often talk about the self-care menu. The reason it's a menu and not a to-do list is because if I gave you a to-do list, you would feel like you had to do everything on that list before you felt relaxed. It's the same as if you went to uh, a takeaway and you someone gave you the menu and you felt like you had to eat everything on the menu before you had your dinner. It doesn't work like that, does it? You pick a few things that you fancy at the time that you think will tick the boxes. You, you know, they'll go down really, really well and you eat your dinner and you've had dinner, right? Same kind of thing with your self-care. So what we're going to do is we're going to think of a few things that you can do. And this is this is this is an example of someone in the team. You can think of a few things that take less than five minutes. 
you, you can do it at home, at school, wherever, to bring you back down to that baseline, bring you back down to that equilibrium. Then you can think of a few things that take sort of five to 20 minutes. Then maybe a few things that take sort of 20 plus minutes to kind of help you for those longer things. And again, you'll see that some of these kind of cross over, but I'm not going to read them out. Hopefully you can see them on the screen. There's loads of really, really good ones on there. You know, coffee with friends is great. Sketchbook work. There's lots of different things in there um, to, to, to do. Sorry. And um, lots of different things in there that, that are going to help. This person did paper cutting craft as well. I'm going to go and buy some puzzles, actually, because I want something without a screen that is sort of a flow state. So the real sort of powerful kind of um, activity is going to be something that takes you away from where you are at the moment and puts you into that flow state. You know, that kind of feeling where half an hour could go by and it feels like it's just been 30 seconds. You know, sometimes we can get out and we watch a film, you know, it's a bit of escapism. It might be when we're doing, um, when we're with a friend, you know, two hours might pass and we think, blimey, is it that time already? You get into that flow state where time just doesn't seem a problem, just doesn't seem a thing. So try and find some things for the five, 20 and 20 plus minutes that get you into that flow state that really really help you to come back down so this is your self-care menu if you haven't looked at this before i'd really really recommend writing one up for yourself today take a little picture of this take a screenshot i'll give you a couple of seconds but it'll be really really useful to help you with that right guys gonna move on then awesome now final thing we're going to talk about is your work-life balance right what we often think is that our work-life balance needs to be work is here and life is here. Okay, so they're evenly matched, right? Everyone on the seesaw is sitting with their feet off the floor, perfectly balanced. That's what we imagine when people talk about work-life balance, right? Imagine that being a real seesaw, be a pretty rubbish seesaw to be on. No one's really having much fun. You're both just kind of hanging in the air. No one's going up and down. Rubbish seesaw. The reality is, is that you will have times where work is going to be heavier, right? Work will just take over sometimes. It doesn't really matter what job you do for the most part. You will have points in your career, in your month, in your week maybe, where work needs to be slightly of a higher priority. Okay, It might be parents even at night. You probably don't expect, for a lot of people, if, if there are any nights that we're going to take off, off the gym or to, to have an early night and you know go home and just crash out, go to bed, whatever, it would probably be like a parents evening night, right? Or it might be a night where you've got a day to drop or your report writing, you're just getting them finished. You will get those times in the year where work will just be heavier. When we do on a, on a, on a health and wellbeing journey, we can really beat ourselves up for that. And we can feel like work needs to be perfectly balanced with life all the time. And it all needs to be sunshines and rainbows. It's never going to happen. By expecting that, we are putting an unachievable target up on the wall that we're never going to hit. Sometimes there will be heavy work weeks. All we need to do is make sure that as much as we get heavy work weeks, we also get some heavy life weeks where we focus on ourselves. We get three or four sessions in down the gym. We really prep our nutrition. We really get ahead with that. We try some new recipes. We spend a lot of time cooking over the weekend, you know, whatever. In these weeks when, when work is heavier, it might just be, uh, you know, absolute minimum what can i do how can i get a few fruits and veggies in how can i drink a couple of liters of water how can i get my steps up right just a minimum range on this week when you've got more time for yourself it might be that those are the weeks you do try a few new things you do focus on you a bit more you go for that extra walk right you go and see that friend for coffee it's going to happen in these kinds of days and these kinds of weeks not in these ones right there we go seesaw seesaw 
So what we're going to look at now is how we can actually get from this to this a little bit more, from work taking over to life taking over. Now, you probably feel like this guy on the right where you're spinning all the plates. How on earth are we going to manage to balance it all? How are we going to get this done? First and foremost, you don't need to. Like as I said, there will be days where work takes over. That is OK. We just need to make sure we roughly have the equal balance where life and personal life and your health is a priority. So there's a few things that we can do to make this a little bit easier for ourselves. First and foremost, as you know, focus on positive progress instead of perfection. OK, I was chatting to one of you today and you said in your check in, I did feel like last week was was a bit of a sort of a, a failure week. But actually looking back, I went from doing this thing five times to actually doing it twice last week. And it wasn't an optimal habit. OK, so this person had felt oh, I've done this again twice this week. Right. What have I done? What a failure. When you compare that to the previous week, they've actually done it three times less. So they've actually progressed positively. It might be about getting your five fruits and veggies in, right? If the week before you did it twice and this week you've done it three times, that is progress. Because we are teachers, we are expecting, you know, we set these holy grail targets, right? We set these lofty goals where our expectation is at 100%. You don't need to be at 100% seven days a week to make progress. That's not what progress is. That's perfection. You don't expect a child to come in and by the end of autumn one, be perfect at their times tables. All you cross your fingers for it and, and hope to dear God is that they've made some progress, right? If you can show progress with your class, that's it. doesn't really matter really where they get to because you know that you've looked after them socially, mentally, emotionally, all those other things that we do as teachers, that pastoral side, and then you've sort of got their, their academic progress, right? That's it. And that's the same mentality we need to apply to you, your health and well-being. Please never focus on being a 10 out of 10. Sounds great. Sounds quite sort of, oh, yeah, God, seven days in a row and 10 out of 10 is amazing. It's if you don't hit that one day, you are going to beat yourself up, you know, untold amounts because you've had this thing of I must be perfect. And if I'm not perfect, then basically I'm not enough. That's what that's what perfectionism is. Either I'm perfect or I'm not enough. The truth is perfection by definition is almost impossible to attain and sustain. And positive progress is absolutely fine. Right. You need to get comfortable with this idea that doesn't matter about the progress, doesn't matter about your ability as a teacher, doesn't matter how much, how, how far above and beyond you go. None of that matters. You are enough as you are right now in this moment. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to hit a number on the scale to be enough. You don't need to get, you know, um, UPS. You don't need to get promotion. You don't need to be the person who, who has the fanciest display. That doesn't that stuff doesn't make you enough. You are enough as you are as a person, as an individual right in this moment. So if you're someone who's striving to feel like they're enough, you're not going to get it by going for perfection. You're going to get it by realising that you are enough right now in this moment and that you don't need all this other external stuff to make you feel like you're enough. Something that I've been working on <laughs> funny a lot uh, in my own personal life, but also with loads and loads of you guys, is this idea that sometimes we can get into teaching for all the right reasons, you know, all the many, many reasons that people get into teaching. But sometimes it's because we, we feel that we're going to get a bit of sort of a bit of payback, a bit of a kickback with our sort of validation, our recognition. We feel like, you know, we're helping out. You know, it's obviously a very selfless job. We feel like, you know, maybe it's going to get this sort of kickback for our self-worth. And 
lots of this is subconscious, but I've been talking to a lot of you who have sort of resonated with this recently. And I have done and still do that at the moment is that sometimes we can pin our self-worth and we can pin our self-esteem on what other people say, the recognition they give us, the validation they give us. If we tie our worth to that of to, to, to some, something external, if we tie our worth to somebody else's opinion, from someone else's praise, from what someone else thinks, well, you are giving up all of your control for your happiness to those people, to that outcome, to that target being met, right? You cannot do that and be happy. You need to be happy as you are as a person by yourself, knowing that you are enough and that you don't need external validation. You don't need recognition from your colleagues. And I can promise you, if you can separate yourself from needing that, your work-life balance will dramatically improve because suddenly you're no longer needing to per, you know, um, tidy up a display to make sure it's perfect because you no longer care what your partner teacher thinks about your display. And because you don't care about what they think, you know it's not important. The kids don't care. You don't care. You leave it a little bit tatty over the weekend. It's not worth staying till six o'clock on a Friday night to sort out, right? If you can move away from this idea that other people's opinions, other people's you know, comments, their remarks, all this stuff that most of the time they're not thinking about you anyway. Remember, we are the blur. We are the background in everyone else's story. Everyone that is the star of their show. Alice, you're the star of yours. Sophie, you're the star of yours. Sam, you're the star of yours. We're, the rest of us here with your background noise. I mean that in a nice way. Um, think about how freeing that is, knowing that no one's actually thinking about you as much as you think they are. No one really cares as much about you as you think they do. That gives you so, that's so empowering because now you're free of all those expectations and other people's opinions you can go and do what you want to do right if we can really get into that mindset where that doesn't matter to us we can really really free ourselves when it comes to work-life balance because you're no longer doing it for somebody else's opinion validation whatever you're doing what you know you can do for yourself for the children and that is enough and suddenly your to-do list halves because you let go of all of that rubbish right anyway Back to uh, what I was saying, practical tip, set yourself a minimum range and a maximum range. So on a day where work is very, very heavy, your minimum range might be something like, I get three or four fruits and veggies in, I get 8,000 steps and I drink enough water. That might be your minimum non-negotiable. So every single day across the year, those are your three, three things that you do every day, no matter what happens. Ideally, pick some things that you can fit in before work, like drinking a big pint of water. You maybe have um, a couple of uh, fruits and veggies with your breakfast. So things that you can tick off quite early in the day that don't rely on tons of time or anything like that. So some steps, just drink enough water, get some fruits and veggies in, stuff like that. OK, that could be your minimum. Then I want you to think about what your maximum range is going to be. So that might be I get out for a 30 minute walk. I get down the gym. I you know, prep, prep, uh, have like, you know, uh, meal, meals with sort of three, two, two to three fruits and veggies in there. I get protein in at each meal. You know, you can keep adding and adding and adding to that list, right? Don't go crazy on it, but just have a minimum and a maximum. So days where work-life balance is a bit, little bit more optimal, you can go to the maximum and you can go and hit your 90 to hundred percent. And days where things are really, really tough, you might just be hitting 50 or 60%. Just remember that you are the you are not the sum of one day. You are the average of the week. 
So when that really heavy day comes round, you don't need to beat yourself up that you didn't get everything done. You just need to zoom out and look at the rest of the week and think, right, well, actually, if I can just pick things up on Saturday, Sunday, and I can just do a little bit more of this on Thursday and Friday or whatever it is, you can then bring the average of your week up, take the pressure off yourself and feel a lot more balanced as the week goes on. So try a minimum and a maximum range for everything, right? Remember that failure with your health and well-being doesn't exist. Not, it's not a, it's not even a, an option, right? The only way that failure would happen is if you completely gave up altogether on doing anything that would positively contribute to your health, which you're never going to do. You, you are not, you're not going to give up on your own health, right? Certainly not if you're here in the team. So failure isn't going to happen. You'll get feedback. You'll have stumbling blocks, right? You have points in the road where there's bumps and twists and turns. That's fine. That's life. We talked about that last week and the week before. But there is no such thing as failure when it comes to this kind of stuff. Scrap the whole on on track, off, off, off track mindset. You're not a train on the track. Like I told you many, many times before, you're more like a plane in the sky. We know before we even take off on this journey, we're going to have to course correct. We know that weather conditions are going to mean that we're going to have to divert. We know that other you know air traffic is going to mean that we have to go up and down and drop altitude and whatever. We're going to have to meander and sort of change things as we go. But do, we don't just give up and just hit the eject button, right? Or just pop the plane into the sea, right? We wouldn't do that. We would just think, right, what do I do in this situation? I still need to get to my destination. What do I need to do? Okay, do a few calculations, change the nose of the plane a couple of degrees, which is you tweaking something, and then you're patient until you're back on the right course. You're not on a track. You're more like on a course, like a plane in the sky, right? Really, really quick one just to finish us off. Uh, the last two, I spoke to you a lot. Um, in the video that I tried to post yesterday but didn't post till today because Facebook and tech have the tough conversations with the people at home, the people at school, friends, family, partners, whoever, colleagues, have the tough conversations, tell them why you're doing this and what the whole point is and get them on site, get their support because in the whole grand scheme of work-life balance and balancing everything, you cannot do this alone. You need colleagues, you need family, you need people who are going to be there for you. Right. So have those tough conversations. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, go and watch the video that I tried to post yesterday just below this video and um, in the Facebook group. And you'll, you'll, you'll hear what I kind of said in that one. Final thing I'm going to say then, guys, before we wrap this up, talk to yourself like you would a friend. Or talk to yourself like you would one of the children in your class. If a child in your class was struggling with a challenge, what would you say to them? And I can almost guarantee that if you apply the same thing to yourself when you're struggling with a challenge, it's going to actually work quite well, given in that context as well. If a child struggling with maths, you would tell them not to give up. You tell them to try something else. You ask, you tell them to ask for support, to reach out for some help. You would tell them to try another way. Can they use resources to help them? Can they take a five minute brain break and come back to the problem the next day or the, you know, in, in 10 minutes or whatever? Could they go and have a breather? Right. All these things that you would tell the child to do all apply to you in pretty much every situation. So talk to yourself as if you're talking to a child in your class, or if it's not applicable, talk to yourself as you would someone that you love, right? Someone you care about, a friend, a family member. Take someone that you really, really care about, that you would, you know, you would really want to see do well and to be happy and healthy and give yourself the advice that you would give to them. Literally put them in your situation, the situation that you're struggling with. Say out loud what you would say to them and say it to yourself and go and do it. That is really simple, but really, really good advice. Talk to yourself how you would a friend. 
because our inner self-talk, our inner dialogue is usually quite harsh and sometimes quite negative when it's with ourselves. So try and talk to yourself as you would a friend. Anyway, guys, that is 45 minutes of me rambling on, which is plenty enough. Does anyone have any questions, anything that they'd like to share, anything that they took away from that? Let me know what your top one or two takeaways were from tonight's session, guys. If you're listening back to the podcast, I hope that was useful. It's a bit of a sort of rambly one today, but hopefully there was something there that resonates, particularly in the last few weeks before autumn one half term. Some of us have finished up next week. Some of us have finished up the week after, but it's a really blooming tough time at the moment. We know that it is tough for everyone. It is not an easy time of the year. So just trust me, you are not alone in, in how you're feeling. If you're feeling like that, you are not alone in feeling like that at all. Anyone got any questions? Chuck them in the chat. I'm going to end this podcast recording here. So thanks for joining me. I hope it was useful, guys. And as always, if you need anything, just drop me a message. Yeah, 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 yeah.